when it comes down to the seven free and the 13 free and now the 21 free, what's happened is originally it came out and people were like, okay, we are removing these chemicals from nail polish. That's where the seven free and five three all came from. At this point, I think past 12 or 13 free, what's happening is you can legally just say 21 free and you're just adding in chemicals that were never in the polish before. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're talking about nails today. And we got a good guest. We do. We have our girl Brit celebrity manicurist and founder of Nails of LA, Brittany Boyce, who we talk about like religiously. Yes. Almost every episode. She's so good, y'all. I mean, she just knows so much about nail health and trends and literally she chained MGK and Megan Fox together via nails. She does Kim's nails. She got like she is able to keep Kim in long nails, which is if you know anything about Kim Kardashian, very hard. Saying something. Um, she does just, and she's just so yes. humble. But she just, she knows she's so informative, and that's why we wanted her on. We wanted mm-hmm. to talk about nail trends, but also just essentially it was like a open platform, an AMA to ask her anything about dip nails, about gel nails, about gel X, um, her favorite polish removers. All of the things, all of the things. And then also she she gets into the weeds with some of the stuff and she talks about like, oh yeah, you want to make sure that you're moisturizing your nail beds because, you know, when they're when they're dry and brittle, it hap- this happens to, you know, <laughs> the cuticle or whatever. And you're just yeah. like, tell me more. And so she's going to. So enjoy <laughs> this episode with Brittany Boyce. Brit, I actually never have looked before. Actually, I have. I saw this at the Undone Lacquer pop-up. Do you keep your nails consistently done? I do. You're like one of the few nail artists who do that. Well, okay. You want to hear something funny? So before, I used to always have my nails done. And then I got so busy over these last like two years that I would have one hand like flawless for Instagram and the other hand would have nothing and then Megan, like six months ago, Megan was like, why do you always have one hand done and one not? And I was like, oh my gosh, she thinks I'm a total weirdo. Like that I just have one hand done. So I explained it to her. And then ever since that day, I was just like, this is unacceptable. I need both hands always done. So no, but it makes complete sense why you do that. And then you're constantly like dealing with acetone and you want to like try different shades. Just casual name drop. I know. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. To be specific. Megan Fox, future Megan, Megan Gun Kelly. 
my Megan Gun Kelly. <laughs> Megan Gun Kelly. No, Megan. What, is she going to take his last name? Megan Baker? MGK the second. I mean, I'm sure if she does, it would be like Megan Fox Baker. Yeah. Oh, that's... Ooh, I like that. Maybe she should do that. But like Mrs. Baker is kind of hot too, you know? Oh, it's Mrs. Baker. Oh my God. She could do a whole like baking thing. Have her... It could become like the new Betty Crocker. Okay. I'm seeing this for her. Megan Baker and Courtney Barker. Like if they're related. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's start with what we ask everyone. Brittany, what is on your face? Or if you want to be cute about it, you can tell us what's on your nails instead. Okay, let's do nails. I have a gel manicure on right now with a orally base coat, orally color. And then I just got this cool new like silver metallic-y like liquid gel from this company from the UK that I've been trying out and they're called Sissy. It's like Sissy Official, I think. And it's really cool. Instead of having to like rub the powder over whatever design you do, like it just comes out like liquid metal. So I'm testing that out right now. I've already put on a couple people, but then I was like, I should probably test it before I continue. Test it on your free hand. Yeah. I'm curious. So you do gel a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that what your clients prefer? Like when you're doing a Megan, I mean, I feel with like Colson, are you doing gel on him a lot? Yeah. So I specialize in gel beforehand. I would really only use like regular nail polish lacquer on set for certain reasons, like color changes. Obviously like Kels just launched his nail polish brand. And so what's cool about that is when he goes on tour, he's gone. Like, you know, most of the time we're putting him in gel, but I think it's really cool for him to be able to like do his nails on tour himself. Cause like tour nails are only going to last a couple weeks, you know, two, three weeks. He plays the guitar, the strings like constantly shred, you know, one of his hands. So there are times that we do lacquer, but it's more for like photo shoots or if it's quick things, but anything that I just like need to make sure that he or someone has perfect nails for two weeks, it's normally gel. How do you feel about dip? I hate it. Why do you hate dip? Kirby, you're like one of the few people I know that likes dip. I haven't been getting it. I haven't gotten it in probably two years now. Oh my God, you changed woman. I am a gel X fiend, but I want to know, tell us about dip. Why do you hate it? So I think if they approached it in the way of being like a prosumer consumer, like you can buy it in the store. I think it's great. I think if like Kirby, you're at home and you're like, oh, I don't have time to get my nails done. Like I have my own little dip container with my own glue and I'm just going to be the one that uses it. I think it's great because it adds strength to your nails without breaking them. The thing that dip came out as like a professional thing, I'm just very against it. You know, I want to say maybe like two out of every 20 salons is actually going to use it properly. So you're just re-dipping your nails in the same container that everyone else's nails are going to be dipped into. And a dip powder is just an acrylic powder. So all it is, is it's glue, it's brush on glue with acrylic powder and then an activator. And so the thing is that a lot of people could say, well, nail polish bottles, like we all use the same nail polish bottles in a salon, but there's actually chemicals in a nail polish bottle that will kill any type of bacteria or germ that gets into it. And the dip powder isn't. So if you get like a nick on your skin or someone has a nick on their skin, you know, you're probably going through, I don't know, 80 full sets of like one big jar of dip powder. So that's just a lot of people's fingers that aren't sanitized going in and out. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I stopped doing it because the salon I went to, while I do think they did a really good job at like 
sanding down and making it look really flat. Cause like sometimes with dip, you get it and it's like bubble nails. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, this is so ugly, but they did such a good job and it was really, really fine. And I liked how long it lasted, but then I think maybe even it was you, Britt, that you saw one of my videos and you were like, oh my God, no, like they are fucking it up. Like this is so unsanitary. And I was like, wait, what? And then I brought it up to them the next time I went. I don't want to like obviously drag this place, but I brought it up to them and they were like, no, you're you're fine. You're fine. And I was like, yeah, okay. I can't, I can't come back here anymore. It was kind of weird. To Britt's point, it's not just them. It's like most salons that offer it. Yeah, it's like everyone, you know, Kara Sky is a nail company and like they came out with this little tray that you like place your finger on and then you like sprinkle it over and then like the tray connects it. So like there are ways it's just like kind of like also the powder that's at the bottom now, supposedly like they're throwing it away. I don't know. I don't think that like you can trust every nail salon to do it properly. Besides that, I mean, the product itself, I don't think is bad. I just think of the way like how it's actually used. Totally. It's application problems. So, Britt, have you always specialized in gel, like since the beginning? And maybe you could also share with us, like, how you got into nails? Yeah. So I went to school for hair and I was like, I want to be a hairstylist. And I did that for like a year assisting. And I was just so nervous. I was always like, I mess up someone's hair. That's like really bad, like really <laughs> bad. You know, like I wouldn't forgive someone for messing up my hair. So I started doing nails at a little salon and I was like, you know, if I mess up someone's nail, like it's fine. It's like two weeks where they can redo it or someone else can redo it. It's not the end of the world. And then I ended up just getting like really good at it. And I started working in LA in a couple top salons down here. I was trained by a Japanese salon, which is really cool because they all specialize in like really cool nail art and gels. So I did that for a while. And then I ended up going into product development for nail polish brands. And I did that for a few years. I still do that. I work with a couple brands still as of now. And now I'm just down to helping out a few brands and really doing house calls and then photo shoots for my clients. And owning your own brand, PS, by the way. And owning my own brand, yes. Yes, which Sarah Tan has her own nail with. Yes. So exciting. It's like my proudest moment at Nordstrom. At Nordy's peeps. Kirby got it framed for me. I did. Did I show you? I saw that. It's so cute. Yeah. I was like, I would want this framed. It's just the most thoughtful thing ever. It's like a commemorative box. It's like a shadow box. Yes. The Sarah Tan Gallery would be like her first nail collab. Nails of LA. Super cute. But truly, they're like the best press-ons. You really nailed it. When you were when you were developing them, like what was it that you were trying to achieve that you didn't see like existing on the market? You know, there was one brand at the time that had good nails, but I just felt like the nail art, like I think that's the thing is the nail art to me is just so big. I'll go into stores. I still to this day, you know, I walk into stores all the time. And the first thing that I do, I shop online for everything. So like, I don't go shopping in stores. I only go into like, look at these type of sections. Realistically, I'll go in and you know, there's just so many press-ons or nail wraps and just none of them are like cool. Like I would never wear any of them. Like even a French tip, it's like, they don't even do that right. You know? Like, it's just a French tip, just make it cool. And that wasn't done. And so it irritated me. But then I was like, why am I irritated about it? Like, just do it. Like, I should be more concerned if I walked in and I was like, everyone has really cool nail designs, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. You're like, wait, what does that say about me and my art? Like, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. So I went on a hunt and I was like, I just tracked down a certain brand supplier. It took me a couple different weeks. I messaged like every single supplier possible, had like conversations with them until, you know, we were in good standings. And I just popped the question. And as soon as I found the right one, I just went with it. Oh my God. That is so hard, Britt. Like when we make merch, so we have merch, but like I want to make epic merch. The merch I want to make, I'm like looking for suppliers. Finding suppliers is actually hard. Like you would think it would be just like, oh, nope. There's like... I'm so good at it. Like I got you. Like I got you guys. Okay, perfect. We're going to consult. We're going to bring you on as consultant. Apparel. I have the best apparel like suppliers. Like I'm not even joking. I'm so good at it. Sometimes I just do it for fun, even though I'm like, am I going to launch a clothing brand? No, but like, I don't know. I'm bored. Oh my God. As if you have free time, you're like always driving. At two o'clock in the morning, dealing with people across seas. <laughs> like it's always in the middle of the night. Can we talk about the product development side of your job? Because I think this is really interesting to people. Like, how do you even get into that? Like, what happens? Do you have a connection or were you initially working there in another role? No, it was a connection. So I got pulled into Orly for product testing. I knew a couple of people that worked for the brand. They had mass testing. So it was like more than what normally would come in. They were launching a whole new collection. And I think it was probably like maybe about 32 shades. So I came in and I helped them with that. And I ended up building a relationship with them, but it was always like a here and there type of thing. I'd be there for one month, like for a whole week. And then sometimes I wouldn't see them the following month. And when Orly decided to launch into a builder gel. They called me in and I had a meeting with them and I've kind of been with them ever since just to help like oversee things, new things that they test. I don't test like regular polish for them anymore and things like that, but just more like new innovation and trying to like bring them and everyone like really cool things or something that's already out on the market, but like, how could we do it better? Will you explain what builder gel is for people that are maybe thinking, huh? Yeah, it's a gel extension. Ideally, it's a healthier alternative to an acrylic. I'm not bashing acrylic, but chemically speaking, you know, it's it's definitely a healthier alternative. But it's a hard gel. You can do an overlay. It makes your nails harder and stronger. You can use it underneath a gel manicure, and you can also build gel extensions with it. Oh my god, the building of gel extensions is so effing tedious. I mean. Oh my God. Oh, I remember when I first got it done by Bettina and then she was like, no, you actually need to go to Brittany to get this done because I don't know if I'm doing this right. And obviously you were the expert, but I was like so in love with it. But to Kirby's point, it was like three hours of your day every like two, three weeks. It's like those little cone things that go underneath and then you build it out. But it's like very satisfying to watch it. Yeah. But your nails looked so good. They do look so good. They look amazing. I have recently switched 20 of my clients over to the Apray system myself. Wait, what's the Apray system? It's the Gel X. Oh, okay. Yes. So I was very against it in the beginning because everyone was always saying, I have gel extensions. And I'm like, no, you don't. You have press-ons that are adhered with gel. Which is like a trend on TikTok right now. Yeah. And so I wasn't against it. I just knew how to do gel extensions. And so I stuck with it for a while. But 
more recently, I have some clients that have switched into from like a natural long nail length to a very extreme long nail length. And for that reason, I do love using the Gel-X system because it's just so much faster. Like, you know, no one wants to sit for four hours getting their nails done. And when you're building something that's like two inches long off your nails, it just takes time. Totally. So are most of your celebrity clients who are getting these extensions, are they getting the prey? No, about 20%. Okay. This is a completely unrelated question. It's a different topic altogether. I'm curious from your point of view as an expert, there's like a lot of talk about like the toxicity of nail polish being like seven free and nine free and all of these things. And I am curious from your point of view, like what are your thoughts? Like you mentioned, like chemically speaking that like, you know, a certain product was like better for people. So like when your clients come to you, like I imagine like, you know, Megan, she's like friends with Courtney, right? And Megan's like Taurus, like of the world. Maybe she's like, oh my God, is my nail polish poisoning me? Is it going to make me infertile or whatever? Like what, what are your thoughts when people say stuff like that? I specifically work with brands that always try and do things on the healthier side. You know, we see a lot of brands that advertise even salons. It's like organic is everywhere. Nothing in nails is organic. It's just not, you know, it's, it's just a marketing ploy. And I think that's a really big issue that I have with a lot of brands is their marketing. Like I understand everyone's trying to sell things a different way, but it drives me insane. Like even for press on nails, people are like, it's the reusable manicure. We're gluing it on our nails. Do not reuse them. They cost ten to sixteen dollars. If you're using the adhesive tab, like I have a method that's reusable, but you're using a tab. You know, you know, I'm not a chemist, but when it comes down to the seven free and the thirteen free, and now the twenty one free, what's happened is originally it came out, and people were like, okay, we are removing these chemicals from nail polish. That's where the seven free and five three all came from. At this point, I think past 12 or 13 free, what's happening is you can legally just say 21 free and you're just adding in chemicals that were never in the polish before. So when they're coming and it's like, oh, well, ours is better because we're 21 free. 12 of those never existed in the nail polish. You're just doing it for a marketing which is sad because most people don't know that. I've done nails for years and I just recently learned that. And I'm like, this is insane. Well, that's the same with like skincare ingredients. Mm-hmm. All these people are like, oh, here's like a list of a thousand ingredients that we don't include. Yeah, jet fuel would never be in there. Like, sorry, that's not going to happen. I ask because there's a documentary called Not So Pretty. It was on HBO Max and it kind of like ruffled some feathers in the beauty industry because they had four episodes based on four different parts of the industry, one specifically focused on nails. And the nail episode was actually really interesting because there were points that were made, but points they conflated. So like kind of like campaigning for workers' rights in terms of like having proper ventilation if you are like working in these salons nonstop and how these workers are not getting the proper ventilation or legal rights as like they should, which yes, I agree with that 100%. But then they were conflating it and basically saying that like, when you put the nail polish on your finger, it could potentially cause cancer. And it's like, that's not how that works. It's a ventilation and a a respiratory thing. It's not being absorbed through your fingernail into your bloodstream and 
poisoning you. So that's why I wanted to ask about that because like, I feel like that's a common thing that a lot of nail artists probably get stuck with, like, especially people who are hypersensitive around, you know, their fertility or their pregnancy. And rightfully so, right? If you're carrying human life, like you want to be cognizant, right? Right. But yeah, so Brittany, obviously you're not a doctor and everyone, you know, consult their own doctor on this. But I do have a lot of friends, Kirby, who are, you know, pregnant or trying to get pregnant and they ask if they can still get their, you know, gel mani. And I'm like, I wear my mask. I wore my mask when, you know, I was pregnant with Zoe and like I got the okay from my doc. That seemed fine. And obviously we all turned out okay. But what do you advise your clients? You know, I've thought about the same thing. I have a friend that I've worked with that, you know, does work in a salon and another one that works in product testing for a nail polish brand. And when they were pregnant, they asked their doctors because they were concerned about, you know, just their job in general. And their doctors both told them that they were fine. I always wear a mask when I'm filing because there's a lot of dust in the air. I know that that isn't normal for everyone, but I do feel like there's just so much dust coming off of it, especially extension. It's not like I'm just filing a little bit of a free edge of a nail, but there's so much dust. So I do always wear my mask for that. The nail polish doesn't concern me as much. I know Bettina, she wears like a full on mask. I love her. She's so cute. It's like this pink one, but it's not even pink because she got it because it's like pink and cute. It's like, that's the specific mask that this company makes for this type of fumes. It's like Ghostbusters. Yeah. And she sits there when she does her nail art and she uses this huge, you know, mask and it's probably the smartest thing ever. I just haven't gotten to that point. I think it's fine. I've talked to multiple people about it. I don't have a lot of clients that concerned. I do go to people's homes. I'm not in a salon or a studio and there's a lot of ventilation. It's open air. Unfortunately, you can't do gel outside. So if it was a regular manicure, something like that, you know, do it outside. If not open a window, but I I don't think it's too concerning, especially someone that's getting their nails done. They're getting their nails done like at the most twice a month. Yeah, it's the repeated exposure that makes it a problem for the workers in the salons, right? Like that's the that's the issue. And nail polish going on a nail bed, you know, unless you're like sloppily putting it on your skin everywhere, it's touching your nail bed. It's not like you said, it's not being absorbed into anywhere. Okay, I have another random question. What is your favorite nail polish remover pure acetone just pure acetone okay i know i know it's really so bad i don't use a lot of regular nail polish so not speaking if i did regular nail polish all the time i'm sure i would you know go into a more natural like soy based remover but i just i don't like rubbing and like taking forever to take something off i just want to like take a piece of cotton hold it for two seconds swipe it off and you don't ever see it again it's probably really bad for your skin. I also treat my hands better than my skincare on my face. Like I have a whole regimen. I have the craziest regimen for my hands and you guys are going to probably chew me out for this, but like I have like thousands of dollars worth of skincare. 50% of the time I do everything. The other 50% of the time I'm like laying in bed. I grab a baby wipe from the side of my bed, not even a face wipe, like an actual baby wipe. And I just wipe it off and I'm like, I I can't bother. But my hands go from a cuticle oil to a cuticle serum, to a hand serum, to a thick cream. And then sometimes I miss them as well with a toner. Ma'am, your hands should be insured at this point. Those are the money makers. So you do have to take really good care of them. 
and they look wonderful. So we should also be doing this. But I need a breakdown of all of these products. So walk us through again. You said hand serum. Yeah, I I have an actual cuticle serum and a hand serum. Okay, what brands? Spa Ritual is most, I have their thick hand cream that I really like. And Orly also has a cuticle therapy cream, but it's not just made for a cuticle. They have it in a big jar. And that was actually created a long time ago for someone that had eczema. And the product works so good. It's definitely a lot thicker, but it stays on your hands. So I use those as well. And cuticle oil, I have a few different ones that I really like, but I am in the process of creating one for Nails of LA. So hopefully we all love it. Can you explain to the people why cuticle oil is important to you? First of all, it's just good so your cuticles don't get dried out. But anyone that gets their nails done, if your nail beds get dry and the outside of your nail bed gets dry, your nails are going to be more brittle. They're going to break. The side walls of them are going to crack. So if those stay nice and moisturized, it's going to have more of a natural flexibility than it is going to just be brittle and crack and break. I do think it's very important to use it. I probably use that whole system three times a day, but I put cuticle oil on like six times a day. Well, normally if I do cuticle oil, I do hand cream. So probably both of those are like about five to six times a day. And then the serums and stuff, at least about three, but I'm constantly driving also. Oh my gosh. No wonder you have like baby soft hands. It's very different. I drive from like house to house. So it's like, I do it in the morning. I do it before my first client, after my client. And we're like constantly washing our hands. Yeah. I have another random question. Mm -hmm. Should we be applying sunscreen when using like the gel lamps or like, you know, they make those like gloves and stuff. And like, definitely when I'm like putting on my sunscreen on my face, I rub it on my hands and my, you know, arms. By the time I'm like going to get my nails done, it probably is like gone. Long story short, what do you suggest? (laughs) I personally don't. I'm really bad about sunscreen. And I know you guys are like, yeah, exactly. I know you guys are all about it. And it's probably horrible that I don't. I think if you are someone that constantly tries to avoid the sun and uses sunscreen, like Kirby, every time you go out, you know, I know that you're putting it on. And if you're at a pool, you try to, you know, like not bake in the sun. And so I think if you're that type of person, definitely, you know, invest in the gloves, do things like that. I think if you're more like someone like me that only puts sunscreen on, if you're like going into a pool or into the ocean, I don't worry about it too much because the amount of exposure that you're getting from that light is like taking, you know what I mean? A couple minute walk outside. It's not that much. And I know there's people that are like, oh, I've got, some people have stated like someone's gotten cancer from it, but is it really that? I mean, I feel like we all get cancer from things like no one actually knows, but they can't pinpoint it. Yeah, there's a lot of other factors going on. And no one's ever been concerned about it. I think if there was a really big concern about it, so many of these really big nail polish companies and nail artists would know so much more about it because it would be taught to us in that way. Totally. Brittany, you're obviously a trendsetter. I am constantly on your page as well as like everyone else, like looking for inspiration. What are you seeing or hoping that's like going to be cool this fall or like even right now? Chromes have been cool for a while now. I can't stop. It's just also so easy. Yeah. You know, Haley Bieber, the Haley Bieber donut trend 
is very big. I think it's been around for a really long time, but I love that her nail artist and them like, you know, like did that and came out with that. So half of my clients right now are asking for it. I love that she did it over a brown. I think you just got it done, right? Yeah. I love that they did that because I'm like, cool, something new that people are going to ask for. The chocolate glazed donut. Yeah. Personally, like silver chromes are so in. I will never swap out my jewelry. Like I'm I'm too invested. I'm like largely invested in gold jewelry at this point. So there will be no white gold swapped in at this point. But I do like it for nails. I think a gold chrome nail is kind of a lot. You know, the silver is definitely more subtle. Um, we're still seeing a lot of cool you know, French tips, different, you know, French twists, things like that. And then mats definitely like going into winter. Like I think any dark, dark manicure should be matte at this point. I love it. It makes it just something a little bit like cooler and different. You know, if you do a matte top coat over a shimmer, not a glitter, but over like a light shimmer, it looks velvet. That's really cool. You go really dark green matte. I mean, it's just something easy. Like not everyone can get great nail art everywhere. So I think something like that is something that you can do and still be trendy and cool, but not just have a basic manicure. What about nail lengths? What's the cool length and shape at this point? Almond and oval still definitely in. I think if you are doing something like that, I would say in a natural long length. I don't like coffin nails unless they're extremely long. And some people's nails look good. I mean, Kirby, I remember when I did your nails, we did that little cute cuff at the bottom of them. And we had coffin nails on you, but your nail bed is different. Like not everyone has a longer nail bed. And so if it doesn't look natural on your nail, I think it needs to be extremely long for you to have that cool type of effect. Square nails, I know people are trying to bring it back. Like, let's just stop. Okay, wait. So then you're going to judge me because... I feel like I have square nails right now. No, that's not square. No, those are like rounded. My nails were shaped like that. Those are like natural almost. Yeah. I had my nails like that last week. I mean, square, square. My sister is, she's 50 actually. And so like she grew up in this era of like square nails and she feels like she can't go get like a round or almond shape because it looks weird on her and it's just so funny how it's like a generational thing and I'm like no you could totally do it but she's all like team square my mom's nails are always like super square yes like she's always had like square nails and if they're short natural short without any type of length it's still great but if there's length I don't think it should be square but it's funny that your sister says that because I remember when I first started doing nails I should send you guys I almost like deleted them off like the face of the earth but I have pictures when I first started doing nails of like the shapes and the actual style people used to call them duck feet you guys know and then the style was to like dip in the duck feet. So like, it wasn't even like a straight wide square. There was also a dip in it. I have pictures. It's horrifying of the pictures, but I remember almond nails. Everyone was like, ew, my grandma wears almond nails. And now like almond nails have been the thing for what the last seven years, six years, at least going strong. Yeah. I like a squoval nail and then I like an almond 
I do like oval too. But yeah, this is going to lead me to my next question, Britt. So these are press-ons from Kiss because I only had them available. But Glam Gelinos know, and so does Britt at this point. I royally fucked up my nails the night of the MTV Video Music Awards. I decided to remove my Gel X extensions at home thinking I could do it, thinking I was really cute. And I did it. And it like destroyed my nails. Like, I mean... It was bad. Like my thumb that I destroyed is finally getting back to a good place. But the other day I took off my press-ons, whatever. (laughs) I was looking at my nails. I'm like, I can't look at these anymore. Like they're so ugly. Like I had filed them. I had like taken good care of them, like done the cuticle oil and like all of this stuff. And like I chopped them all down. So they were all the same length. And so I put these on, but I need to know, okay, you fucked up like Kirby what are we doing? Like you can't get to the nail salon. So like, what is your step-by-step to help us? I think if your nails are damaged, going to a nail salon is the worst thing that you can do. I've done it before. I don't pick off my gels anymore, but I used to yell at my clients for it. But like at the same time, I would do it while I was driving. I just know my limit of like, that's not going to come off easy and that will. I love press-ons for that because if you really damage your nail it hurts to touch things, you know, because they're damaged. You're like, okay, I'm going to cut them short. I don't need length. Like these are done, you know, where regrowth needs to happen. I feel like a press on nail is like a magic shield that just protects your fingers while they start to grow back out. And nails are interesting because I don't know the scientific background about it, but you would think like your whole nail needs to regrow. Like we damage our hair. I mean, come on, like you can use any product in the world. And like, you really need to grow out that head of hair, you know, like nothing's going to fully help it, but I've damaged my nails before. And like 10 days later, I'm like, my nails, I mean, they're not amazing, but they definitely are not what they were before. So I don't know how that works, but I definitely recommend doing that or like a strengthener, but put something on them to protect them. So then that way they're not growing out, bending, soft, hurting, sore. It makes my teeth hurt. Like thinking about the nail pain. Yeah, I can't. Like, I just know how it feels and it's so painful. When you are going to use a press-on, would you then suggest like the adhesive tab, not the glue, if you are putting it on damaged nails? No, I would do the glue unless you're just wearing them for an event. I would do the glue because the adhesive tab is only meant for a couple day wear. Some people wear them longer, but realistically, like I would only be able to wear them for two to three days. But then you're going to have the nail flexing back and forth, you know, and starting to come off. So I would just commit. I would glue them on, wait, you know, 10 days or so. And you don't have to use a ton of glue. When I use my press-ons two and a half, three weeks later, I'm like, okay, I need to get these off. But like I make sure that I put the right amount of glue on them. If I only wanted them on for a few days, I would only do half of the amount, but I would just commit to them for a couple weeks. And by the time you're ready to remove those, the soreness and everything is going to be healed. Wow. I did the right thing. I did it. Followed the wrong thing with the right. (laughs) (laughs) So then when you're removing them, what is like the best way to do it? I soak them with warm water and like a coconut oil or a cuticle oil, olive oil, anything that you have laying around. And then also I add soap to the water too. I wait until I feel like they're time to come off. If you were to put press-on nails on two days later, 
want them off. It's just, it's so bad. It's, it's the exact same thing of just putting on a set of acrylic and then trying to, you know, take them off. Like the adhesive is so strong. So once like a couple nails start to feel a little bit like weak and rocking, that's kind of when it's time. And I just soak them. I wait. And then I just do a rocking motion, slowly rocking the nail back and forth. And then they just kind of give out. You can use acetone. I know some brands say acetone, but when I was doing the product testing for removals, acetone was so gnarly. And I'm like, I'm like a very experienced nail artist. And the fact that like, I find this horrifying, I was like, I keep this on my packaging because at first I was like, gosh, everyone just says soapy water. Like that's so not professional. We need to find a better way. But honestly, it's use some oil, some soap, warm water, and just kind of hang out and rock your nails. And when they're ready, they'll give out. Patience. That's what everyone needs when doing nails from beginning to end. Because the acetone just melts the plastic, you know, and then it's just a gummy mess and then it's just sticky. It's everywhere. It's horrible. Okay. Let us do our speed round. Yeah. All right. What's your go to nail polish color at the moment? Olive green. Ooh, good for fall. I love an olive green. Who? has the best nail beds celebrity wise mm-hmm. omg i mean kim has great nails kim has great nails but she loves them short they're short so it's not like a long elongated nail bed but she does have great nails she just always wears them short unless we do extensions that kimberly noel she has it all i was just going to say the same thing kirby <laughs> what doesn't she have have you guys seen her long nails that I put on her last week? She's rocking like the longest nails. I'm so excited. Yes, I did. Cause I was shocked that she went that long. Cause she's not like a Chloe. She doesn't like the super long nails like Kylie and Chloe do. Yeah. I feel like honored that she's kept them on this long. Cause normally she'll put them on for a shoot. And two days later, they're like have to come off and she's just on week two rocking it. <laughs> Way to go, Kim. <laughs> what is your favorite nail look you've ever created? And you don't have to say Sarah Tan. Yeah, I was going to say, is this like a, a gimme question, Sarah? <laughs> no, I mean more like red carpet, like event, shoot. I feel like to actually create something, I feel like me and you definitely like created the Sarah Tan look. That is definitely one of my favorites. We can all just recreate like the same French manicure. Like no one's claiming it. I know the owner of the French manicure, you know? So it's hard to sit there and say that. I've done some really cool red carpet looks. You know, the $30,000 diamond manicure, like that was dope you know, really cool going to a good cause. The rings, I think, go on sale in like 10 days or something. You know, I've done like MGK's really long nails. There's just, there's so many cool looks in different ways. I think like my favorite look is probably the snakeskin print where I chained uh, Megan and Coulson together for the undone launch party. Like, even though it wasn't crazy, but like I sat there for a while and like 3D hand did that snake print. Did they stay connected all night? They did. So Bettina actually told me how to do the snake print because I'm like, SOS, like, please help. <laughs> like, what do I do? Regular nail polish. I don't know what to do, but like, I want it to be like this. But at first, it's funny. He calls me. He's like, I want to be chained together. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then Megan's like, I feel like he doesn't want us to be able to separate. Like, you're going to have to like cut us apart like at the end of the night, you know, at the event. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like we could get like cool, like sheer scissors and like do like, you know, the launch, but you know, without ribbon. And then I got a phone call at like 10 45 at night. And it was like, 
would you be able to make it so we can disconnect from each other if needed? So like if anyone has to go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> and so I like ran to Michael's like four minutes before closing. And like, I like barged through the doors and I was like, I need jewelry connectors. And I just bought every necklace jewelry connector that I could find that was sitting on the shelf that I found in like two minutes and made it work. So they were able to separate if needed. I'm sure if it was up to Colson, he would just be connected to her forever. Uh, so would I, I would feel the same way. Goals, right? Favorite nail account to follow on Instagram or TikTok? Bettina, Bettina Goldstein. Love her. She's so amazing. And she's so creative. Like she'll do like the most unknown. Like if anyone else would be like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'd be like, that's weird. And then she does it. I'm like, it's so beautiful. She is so talented. Yes, she is. And she has awesome jewelry too. Yeah, I love it. Okay, finally, what is your favorite top coat for regular nail polish? I like the Essie. I think it's the Essie Gel Express. Gel something. The one with the twisty bottle. Like, it's white. Yeah, I do prefer those. And, and there's a few brands that have done it. I think at this point in the game, every nail polish brand, just get rid of your top coats and just do a top coat like that. You know, we don't need to sell 10 different top coats. Like, no one cares about the rest of them, you know? I think any type of top coat, like, because I'll do it. I'll put a top coat on and it, it, like, once it dries, I'm like, that just, like, fell flat. It's not even cushiony. And then you have to put another one on. It's weird. Um, but I do really like the SD one. And if any nail polish brand is out there listening, you should jump on that. Britt, thank you so much for coming on. We both love you. Where can everybody find you on Instagram and also find your press-ons? My Instagram is Nails of LA and the press-ons right now are exclusively at Nordstrom's and also at nailsofla.com. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. 
Visit ebay.com for terms.